0: Hey everybody and welcome back to the Alopecia Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Johanna Dahlman. Today, we will be talking about how I choose a stylist and a colorist having moved 10 times and more. And when I say that I've moved 10 times, I've moved outside of countries, outside of continents, to different states, just all over the place. I've, I think I've lived in four different continents at this moment. Yeah, four different continents as of yet. I've lived in over five different countries and it's, um, it's ever expanding. And even in the US, I've lived in probably one, two, three, four different states. And so it's it's a process having to find a colorist. It's a process having to find a stylist that you trust that you want to go back to that you want to say, okay, this is my home based stylist. This is my home based colorist. And a lot of times I judge the salon or you know the place by what products they carry. And this also allows me to see, you know, what level they're at, what potentially caliber they're at, you know, um in, in the US, there's like this, there's different tiers as you know, for everything. Different tiers of quality, especially when it comes to hair color and stylist and and salons and this and that. And also with those different tiers, right? There's different pricing. I also gauge on the pricing. I also gauge on the experience that they have. And I ask questions. So for example, for the last, let's say five, six years, I was living in Europe. Right now I live in Japan, but in Europe, it took me a while to find like my person, my person who would do my hair color correctly. And, you know, to cut hair, to cut curly hair is very different. And so the process to find somebody to cut my curly hair versus someone to color my hair and just give me highlight is also very different. In any case, let's just stick to coloring because that normally applies to everybody. But in case of the color, I like to see what products they hold and that they carry in in store in the salon. I like to see how many years of experience they have and what exactly do they do well. Is it coloring reds? Is it highlighting? Is it, you know, seeing the brown hair for, for what it is? is or, you know, what those results look like. If they have an Instagram and Facebook, you know, I'd like to see that before and afters of their help. I love looking at that. Reviews help, but it's not always possible. And I say that only because let's say in Europe, there's not a lot of uh, different types of review systems or review online sites for salons or for establishment locations for people who do your hair and color and cut, et cetera, et cetera. So in Europe, that reviews in general don't necessarily work google reviews maybe but if you're lucky you'll, you'll see one or two so a, a lot of it comes from your intuition a lot of it comes from you asking questions a lot of it also comes from you having that consultation and then also seeing the type of people that are in the salon what are they getting done what are what what color hair are they doing you know in Europe and especially in the Netherlands uh, going blonde was very easy because everyone is blonde everyone is getting their colored hair blonde you're not going to see a lot of reds you're not going to see a lot of darks maybe some brown hairs here here and there, but a lot, a lot of blondes, it, it just predominates. So I felt very comfortable getting my hair done there. Did I have issues? Yes. I think the first person I went to the salon was fantastic. The ambiance, um, the, the products they carried were similar products to what I was using. And at the same time, the girl still fried my hair. She left it on too long, but she was also a newbie. And even though she loved doing highlights and she said she had all this experience, it just shows in the work, right? It just shows when you're an amateur, it shows in the work. So I didn't go back to her. I went to other salons and you know a lot of times it's trial and error a lot of times it's going to one salon then another and and seeing what fits and I went to this one salon uh, where I was living and the guy had trained in Italy and he also spoke fabulous English he had been to California many times he had curly hair like me he was blonde not naturally but kind of naturally and you know he knew color really well but not just him but also the staff the environment like everyone knew and had really good high level knowledge and education about color and how how to do it, what to do, how long to leave it, when to check up on me. Like customer service is really big for me. It really is. This is why I love to also provide a huge customer service. But when it comes to my hair, I'm sure you, you would be in agreement that customer service is huge. And so, you know, if they're offering you water, coffee, tea, like this is important to me. If you're not, then, mm, then it's not the same experience, right? And so that's also important to me because I don't, I don't want to settle for like a low, low budget salon. I really don't. It's not the type of environment that I want to subscribe to. And in the other sense of it, if I wanted low budget, like I could easily get that anywhere, but what are those results going to look like? Right. And so when I think of, you know, just finding any salon that's open, I think of, you know, my toddler's haircut, he can get his haircut anywhere. Cause it doesn't matter if they, you know, leave one side a little bit longer than the other, or if it's not absolutely perfect, it's okay. Cause it's just a cut, you know, it's not color. Color is very important because as you know, it, you could, leave orange. It could be brassy in a few days. uh, The toner maybe is not right. It could wash you out. There's so many different variables when it comes to color. They say in, you know, in the industry that you could fix color very easily. But at the same time as the customer, I'm also thinking then that may look like a double process uh, or, you know, a a multi-tiered level process of doing your color. And that's something that I want to avoid because then you are messing with the integrity of your hair and you're messing with the integrity and, and the quality of your hair, right? Because what's the point of having a good color at the cost of so many processes, but then you're damaging your hair in the long run, right? So we want to also maintain the integrity. So these are things and like the thought process of the stylist and the colorist, like these are things that I look for when I'm choosing a new colorist. Um, When it comes to haircuts, I, I only go with people who are really, really knowledgeable with curly hair. And in my experience over the last 40 years of having curly hair, I think, I found one person who does it correctly, who does it right. And she was trained under We Dad. We Dad is O-U-I-D-A-D. Flagship is in New York. And my girl Morgan out of Los Angeles, she has been cutting my hair for the last 10 years. Literally, I've I've grown up with her and her and her child, and I've seen, you know, her grow and flourish. And she is a master at cutting curly hair. And she never leaves me wrong. She never does me wrong. And so at this point, Now I just get my hair cut whenever I see her or whenever I'm in California because I just don't trust other people. Even when other people may recommend and say and have curly hair and say, oh, this is the way I cut my hair. This is the way we do it. We do the diva style. We do that style. We do the dry haircut. Yeah, I've tried it all. I don't believe it. I only do the we dad style. And that's the only style that I want. And so you also have to be careful though too because a lot of this is also on franchises. So for example, I ended up being in Minnesota this one summer and I needed a haircut just badly. And I ended up finding online a Wee Dad person who has been trained um, to do it in Minnesota. But this person didn't do a good job. They did an okay, mediocre job. Um, and it just wasn't with the same confidence or the same day in, day out level as Morgan, right? Morgan does this every day, what, five, six days a week, every day. And she's been doing this for over years and decades. And so she's a, a pro at cr- cutting curly hair in a specific way that leaves it just perfect. It really does. It's better than the dry method. She actually cuts it wet. In any case, this guy said, oh, um, you know, when we're almost done with the haircut, he's like, oh, you know, um, I haven't cut uh, in this style in over five years. And I was just like, oh my gosh, red flag. No wonder. And this is a problem because even if they're trained, they might not be, you know, used to this training and may not be doing it on a normal basis. And so this is where the, the experience level is very important. Like, do they do this on a daily basis? Do they see people with curly hair on a daily basis and do they cut hair, curly hair on a daily basis? And the same thing with, with coloring, right? If you're a red and you want a nice, you know, let's say maroon red, how often do they do that? And you would think, oh, it's very easy to slap on some paint and, and be done, but it's not, you know, you want to make sure it, it gets in there. You want to make sure all the red, i um, sorry, all the grays are covered. If there are grays, it's a process, the same with highlights. You can butcher highlights really easily, you know, and this is, uh, this is something that I look for and I want to ask questions. I want to see reviews if there are reviews, but I don't guide myself 100% by them. But I also kind of go for a consultation, sit in the chair, talk to them. And and I think once I start talking to them, once I start asking questions, then I feel very confident. And I feel, I think, much more confident in the owners uh, because the owners actually have more experience than the people they've hired, right? This is very normal. And so, for example, there was one lady who I went to towards the end of my time in Europe and she owned the salon she was my age so she had over 20 years experience with color she had long 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 curly hair like down to her knees almost curly hair it was extraordinary to see this long curly hair quite impressive and you know she colored it red but even in her own coloring she kind of botched it at some times because it was like an orangey red and so then that just kind of like leads you to think okay well what's going on like who's doing her hair it's probably somebody else who who's there because maybe she probably doesn't color her own hair. Um, But with me, she left it fantastic each time. And so it's one of those things where it's a combination of research, reviews, asking questions, seeing them in person first, seeing how confident they are when they speak, how confident they are in their knowledge and what they would do. Because another thing, what I like to say is like, I'll sit in the chair and be like, okay, so I'll take out my clip of my hair and be like, okay, what would you do? What would you recommend? You know, I have these situations. I've got gray hairs poking out here and here. And then of course I have my dark base. And then of course I want the high, what would you do? And getting this feedback and having them assess my hair before having us talk about a strategy is a beautiful thing, right? It's just kind of like the free call that people get when, before you sign up for the hair and heal program, you want to see how confident I am in your situation with your child, with you in your case and your hair loss, right? It's the same thing. I don't go out of coloring or I should say, I don't color hair. I don't go out of dealing with hair loss. I do this day in and day out, seven days a week, 24 seven. So in the same situation, you know, if this person deals with color and highlights, especially highlights on a day-to-day basis, then this is my person. And so the feelings that I get are important. The emotions that, you know, come up are important as well, because that's my intuition guiding me to say, yeah, this is this is a person I can trust them her, or him, doesn't matter. And, you know, let's move forward. And I'm very loyal. I, I will say I am very loyal to my colorist, to my hair cutter, Morgan, as, as you know. And even my colorist, back in California. I've been seeing him since I'm 13. He's the one who diagnosed me with alopecia. He's the one who, um, you know, who I go back and see every time I'm back in California. And it's just a a loyalty thing. And so even though let's say right now I live in Japan, I haven't found the person yet. I'm really hesitant. Um, Let's talk about that. I'm really hesitant. Why? Because everyone here has black hair. Let's start there. Everyone here has really dark, dark, brown, dark, black hair. And yes, I've seen a lot of Japanese with blonde and pink and purple and green hair and all these other neat things. And I'm still hesitant. I'm still hesitant because apparently where I live, it's not super common to see a lot of blondes. I stick out, not just because of my height, but I stick out because of the hair color. And I'm I'm not so confident. I tried my my process and my procedure and I found a Brazilian lady uh, not too far away from me who who does, you know, blondes. That's all she does. That's, that's all she works with is getting people to be blonde. And so I was like, okay, let's give her a try. This was around Christmas time december of last year i tried her she fried my hair and she also cut my hair uh, a little too much but it's okay hair grows back no big deal and um, after that experience also the the long train ride and you know the the actual transportation like the ease and convenience of it was not there the ease and convenience of having to sit in her chair for three hours um was not there um it it didn't meet my standards not her not her technique not her salon nothing so i refused to go back and that's another thing is it's like i refuse to go back. I've tried to find other people to do my hair, but I'm just going to hold tight until I get back to the States because I just don't I don't trust. Uh, I don't want to butcher my hair. I don't want them to fry it. It takes on to the color quickly. So like in 20 minutes, my highlights are done. They're already lifted. You don't need three hours in a chair. And this is the type of situation that I actually came across with a with a functional medicine doctor who did my program. She was sitting in a chair in California, mind you, at, uh, at an Aveda salon. Aveda, for those of you who know, it's a very natural product line, but it's they also have salons in determined areas. She was sitting there and she has you know the black Asian hair right and for those of you who, who maybe don't know that when you have black Asian hair and you're trying to go blonde or when you're trying to get highlights you have to have the product which is the bleach sit there longer and I don't know what type of coloring she was getting done but they left it on too long and she saw massive clumps as they were rinsing out the color as they were rinsing out her hair and shampooing and all that she left that salon with absolute hair loss. She said she lost over 60% of hair loss. Um, she recently did my program. She's still in the program. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, even her as a functional medicine doctor, you know, she she goes to an expert. She goes to somebody who, who knows what she's doing to help the hair loss because it's not a one size fits all approach. It's very, very different. And so being mindful of these things, being mindful of how, you know, getting your color done can leave you in a worse shape than before. Like, okay, I have these gray hairs that are bothering me. I have my base that's been more than three months. That's bothering me, but it's okay. I'm going to hold tight until I get back to the States or I can go back with somebody, you know, I trust. And I think at the end, at, at the end of the day, that's the most important is the trust you have with your stylist, with your colorist, the trust you have with the person, with their knowledge base, with their technique, with their strategy, with their experience, right? Experience counts. You know, would I choose somebody who has over 20 years experience doing color versus somebody who, who just got out of cosmetology school? No, I'd go with the, somebody who, who who's been doing it for 20 years. So I think that's where I stand and, and also look around in the environment. You know, where I live in Japan, there aren't a lot of blondes. There aren't a lot of highlights. There aren't a lot of, you know, of these types of things. So this also tells me that the experience level isn't there because it's not in the market. Does that make sense? It's not in the market. Therefore, there's not a need to know how to do it. Maybe, you know, because it's in a textbook, but that's just like going to a doctor and saying, oh yeah, that's alopecia. You got alopecia, but guess what? My textbook says there's no cure, you know, coming to Japan and trying to get your highlights done when no one here is wearing highlights no one here is blonde and you know getting that experience and then trying to find somebody with that experience it, it parallels in many ways and it also parallels to other professions and other uh, professionals when you're looking for a professional for different things like accounting or you know uh, daycares or you know anything else maybe legal services or you know a tax person or anything else that you may need like there's a lot more questions and it's not a one Fits all. You know, one tax person, let's say for expats, is going to be different for somebody who's just local. Or let's say if your business is in the UK, that also requires a different type of tax person, right? Because it's the UK, and so it's not just oh, I just do taxes, and so I can do it for everybody. You can't. And the same thing happens when it comes to colorists. The same thing happens when it comes to stylists. The same thing happens when it comes to uh, people who cut hair, right? Not everyone knows how to cut curly hair. And I say this because I've had my hair butchered so many times where I've looked like poodles too many times that I didn't want to. And now I advocate for myself, even in the chair, I advocate for myself. I talk to them before they even grab the, the you know, their their tools, their, their brushes, or even their scissors, especially because I, I won't allow that to happen anymore. I, I love long hair. And so so that's the goal for me is to grow it out as long as possible and you know to have it healthy as healthy as can be with highlights because as you know when you color your hair the loss of integrity especially with bleach bleach damages the hair i know that but at the same time i love the look so what do you do you know you got to do what what's possible for you and maybe like ease into it little by little but then also maintain uh, the health and rejuvenation of your hair you know and spread out how often you color your hair too but that's another topic for another episode i hope this helps you see my process when i try to find the colorist. When I try to find somebody who uh, who needs to get the work done for me in various countries or in various cities, you know, I'm always going to try to go for somebody who who has the experience, who knows what they're doing. And hair is hair, so coloring is quite easy compared to, let's say, cutting curly hair. Cutting curly hair. If you have curly hair, I'd say find a salon focused on cutting curly hair. Um, I found one actually in Amsterdam, which was fantastic. Um, they did a really good job, and you know, it, it's these type of specialty areas that you're going to want to go to and you know to focus on your type of hair you know for those of you with you know kinky coily hair or you know african-american hair or you know a different type of texture hair this is important as well and you all know that so this is important to find somebody who knows how to treat that hair and how to treat you know different textures and different types of hair same thing even if you have straight japanese hair there's only you know certain people who know how to treat this hair and you know you might as well go with the ex- instead of trying to go with somebody who says they can do it, but doesn't have that experience behind them. Cause then you're going to leave the salon with an issue like this functional medicine doctor who did my program and who left the salon when the girl didn't have any experience and left her with 60% less hair. So this is problematic. Go with somebody who knows, who's treated, who has the experience, ask those questions, be an advocate for yourself. So that's my process. I hope this helps. I hope this brings up ideas and brings up ways of about how you can move forward with confidence to select your neck colorist stylist person who's going to cut your hair because hair is important as we know hair is your crown hair is for me it's it's everything of course with my health but it's everything and and in order to get the hair you need the health it goes hand in hand but then also once you've healed and you want to color then these are also ways and how to do that especially if you do move or if you if you are let's say on vacation you want to get your hair done you know which many people do and and this is also tricky, right? Because you want to be confident that you're going to be laugh beautiful, that you're going to be laugh feeling good about your hair. Like every time I leave Morgan or Marcos, Marcos is my stylist back in California. Every time I leave Marcos or Morgan, I feel like a million dollars. I feel on top of the world. I feel like Diana Ross coming out of the salon. And I love it because Marcos knows me. He knows me. He knows how I like my hair. He he knows I love like the big 80s poofy hair. I love that. And <laughs> Some of you might be laughing at this moment, but at the same time, like, this is what I love. I love big curly hair and I love it on me, especially. And so this is, this is what I go for. And Marcos knows me and he makes me shine. And this is a beautiful thing when you can have that trust. And I think that's the loyalty factor too. Like I've been with Marcos since I'm 13. So once you find somebody, you know, be loyal um, and not just loyal to that French, you know, cause he's, he's like family, you know, he knows my whole family. He he's done, I think everyone's hair at some point. And so, it, it's more than loyalty, but it's also, you know what you're getting. And this is very important too. You know what you're getting, you know what you're going to come out with. It's a no brainer. It really is. And so, you know, if you want that experience, it, it's going to come with a with a, with a a price tag. And yes, he's um, increased his rates as he should, but that experience is worth it because I would not want to start, you know, getting my hair done with somebody who just got out of school and just, you know, became a, a coloring assistant just out of nowhere. I want somebody with experience. So experience counts so that they don't fry my hair so that they don't mistreat my hair so that they tell me honestly, like what the next steps look like as I as my hair changes and evolves. Right. He was doing my hair during alopecia, before alopecia and after alopecia. And he's done my hair, you know, postpartum, post COVID, post everything. And so your hair does change. I'm sure it's not as um as it was when you were 15. I'm sure it's not as it was when you were 20. Hair does change, just like our bodies. Our bodies change, right? They evolve, they grow, they develop. You have to make space for this. And now I've got the gray hairs coming in. And so it's a new phase of life. In any case, I believe that I've really allowed you the space to understand my process of hiring a professional in any country, in any city, but look at the market, look what it dictates, look at the environment, see if you feel confident there. From there, you know, do the research, talk to them. That's another thing, language barrier. You know, when you come to to Japan, there's a big language barrier for everything. I just went to the doctor yesterday to see a pediatrician for my son and the language barrier is uber frustrating. And at the salon, I can't even imagine how that would look like. I don't want to have to use Google Translate in order to get my point across because maybe if I say gloss or if I say toner or if I say highlight, it looks and sounds and is different the way maybe the Japanese hairstylist or hair colorist will interpret it. And so it's one of those things like, do you feel confident? enough with the person that you're dealing with. Language barrier is also another one. But um, I think all in all, I'm going to save my my hair for the states. And you know, when in Europe, I think it's very possible. I've done my hair multiple times in Europe and different countries, even when vacationing, let's say in Portugal, I've gotten it done. Um, A lot of times people don't know how to treat curly hair. And I think the majority of my listeners maybe have maybe a split with straight hair and curly hair. At the end of the day, though, as long as you have your styles and um, your styling tools with you i think you're you're golden and a lot of times i've also seen that different countries also cater to different types of hair easily more easily so for example when i lived in brazil i lived in rio and everyone there is a, mi- a mix between black and native and european and there's like this big mix in rio you have the most beautiful people i've ever seen but then also you have this big mix of race and it's a big melting pot of race so you have for example if you were to go to the pharmacy or to the Store the drugstore and look for shampoos and conditioners. You would see maybe five different types of shampoos and five different types of conditioners from one brand just for curly hair. And they give you the picture of what type of curly hair you have. And so you would have like the kinky coily set to like maybe the the wavy hair, maybe to the the more European style of curly hair, maybe to the you know more medium like tighter curls, and so on and so forth. There's like a, a progression of curl just on the shampoo from one brand and. So this country, Brazil, this city, Rio, really caters to curly hair, and you can find any and every product on under the sun for curly hair because it's very common there, very very common. In Rio, when I was living there, it was very easy for me to like, you know, to do my highlights. It was very easy for me to do many things because they automatically knew they had that experience. But here, there's no curly hair in Japan, no blondes in Japan. So those are two things that I'm just like, "Mm, I'll wait, and that's okay to wait. If you can wait, wait. You know, if you're in Europe, you have a Uh, a 50-50 split of what that looks like. You know, there's a lot of blondes, but maybe not a lot of curly hair. But then once you get, let's say, to other places where I've been to, let's say like Israel, then you do have a lot of curly hair there as well. Or, you know, in the Middle East, there's a lot of curly hair people as well. Or even in the U.S., you know, you also have different neighborhoods. You know, you have the, let's say, the Latino neighborhood. You also have the ethnic neighborhoods where you'll have different types of of ethnicities, of races, but then also salons to go with it. And then those salons could and would cater to you. So I think looking for, for that possibility for that other avenue is also helpful when looking for someone to do your hair abroad. I hope this helps. If you have any other questions, concerns or feedback, let us know. Please rate and review the podcast. We would highly appreciate it so that the voice and the information goes out to anyone dealing with hair loss, anyone dealing with hair issues. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to the alopecia angel podcast, a positive light in healing alopecia. You can do this and we can help spread the word that reversing alopecia is possible by telling your friends and family.